since it's a hamburger flip, I have I I don't know if it's actually my turn, Gorb, to pick the question, but I have a phenomenal question. I that... believe it actually is your turn. Oh well, I'm gonna let you uh. Convenient, just like fast food. (laughs) (laughs) So, my question, I'm going to get right to it because I I have it in my back pocket. It is minted. It is a great question, I hope. (laughs) Okay. What was invented first? The hamburger or the chicken nugget? Uh, Hamburger. Hamburger, is that your final answer? That's my final answer, yes. Okay, here we go. When was what do you, you gotta look up chicken nugget though? Okay, you're looking up chicken nugget. The 1880s for hamburger in Athens, Texas. Ooh, when know? was the chicken nugget? <laughs> you were supposed to Google it, Gore. Oh, I thought I thought um, you were doing that one. Uh, like I it's not even close. <laughs> I've been invented at Cornell University lately. in a lab. <laughs> That's not, I'm not a conspiratorial thinker, but holy shit. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it. I think it's the hamburger. It sounds like it came. It's just a slab of meat between two pieces of bread. It's I a mean, glorified sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what about chicken, chicken strips were just 1974. Everybody's just eating their nugget? chicken without bread before this. <laughs> I mean, okay. You know what? <laughs> so, um. What are we doing? Hamburger flip? Double one? Hamburger flip. An, an right. 11 Z's hamburger flip. Oh, which, okay. dear listener, if you cannot recall what a hamburger flip is, Gorb and I will be switching our, our narrators halfway through both stories. Thus resulting in the hamburger being tossed from one side to another. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's just going to be one story. We each do two parts. Uh, Wait, okay. no, that's not it. Isn't that it? No. It's two stories, Gorb. And halfway through, we switch. Oh, wow. I don't even remember doing this before. Okay. Well, that sounds good. It's all good, Gorb. <laughs> okay. Um, so I get to we'll decide. do it live. <laughs> I get to decide whether uh, you go first or I go first. That's correct. All right. I'm going to say <laughs> you go first again. Okay, great. For the first, so you go first for the, for the first, first eleven day. minutes. For the first eleven, 11 minutes, minutes and eleven seconds. Oh, sorry. Hold on. <laughs> Line it up, Gorb. Sorry about that. Okay. Your prompt is: tell me a story about the man who invented cats. Who invented cats? Yep. Oh, God. Yeah, you can interpret that any way you want. 11 seconds. Okay. You have 11 seconds to tell your story. <laughs> oh, there was a cat! And then they trained it. Um, okay, here we go. We We find ourselves in ancient Egypt. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pyramids are about one-third of the way built. Now, the pharaoh at that time, you know, the pharaoh that is known for helping build the pyramids was, you know, um, 
Pharaoh. Ramsey's the third. There you go. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that, but that sounds good. I definitely wasn't trying to find out. <laughs> so we're calling him Ramsey's the third. That's FR. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He had a brief intermission between the, between the projects, right? <laughs> yeah. He, he was there briefly in between two different pharaohs and he was only there and he oversaw about a year, two years worth of the construction. Okay. Now, a, okay. a lot of people say aliens were the ones that like helped construct the pyramids, but that's not true. Okay. Now, Ramses the third, he was not a human being. Okay. Ooh. He was a was mole he person. He was a what? He was a mole person. Ah, oh, classic. Now, pharaohs sometimes were known for like wearing all this makeup, headdress, whatever. Okay. They they just they looked bougie. Mm-hmm. The mole guy, Ramses the Third, he took it up a whole nother level because he wore a helmet. Okay. It was like it was like a gladiator helmet that they stole from the Greeks at one point because they were probably in contact. <laughs> so he he was actually ruling. Now, in his royal court, there was Flamedron. And Flamedron, he was actually supposed to be the next successor. Was Flame the a, a, a human or a mole? He's person? a human, uh, and everyone thinks Ramses the Third is also a human, but no one can remember when he became Pharaoh. Okay, all right, so they're not aware that he's a, a like, mole person. One time, Flame Drawn tried to talk to Blue Scoop about this. Okay, is that another <laughs> another? Uh, they're both in the priest? royal court. Okay, okay, they're both in their like mid thirties. You know, been overseeing uh, the the construction of the pyramids. They were basically like the architects of it, right? Yeah, the pyramids. Kind of mid meeting, both of them kind of come to, and they have these schematics laid out in front of them. They're both smart, right? Mm-hmm. But neither of them wants to take full credit for who made the schematics because neither of them can remember. And then Ramses the Third walks into the room. With his uh, his hidden helmet, and you know, if you try and look past the front of the helmet, it has kind of like a netting under it, so you can't even really see what he looks like at all. Oh, he's got like a veil in front of him. He's face? got a veil, yes. Okay. And uh, you know, he walks in. He's like, "Uh, so council, are you are you ready to continue the construction of the the my tomb?" And you know. They they both kind of like are snapping into it and they're like, yes, yes, sir, of course, of course. And uh, from then on, they were just working on the schematics, telling people what to do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, clarifying question here. Uh, I'm guessing the mole person is about the same average height as the average Egyptian. So it's like, you know, they're not talk about it besides the face. Way part. shorter. <laughs> A bit shorter? Way shorter. <laughs> Way short. How much shorter? Like two foot eight. Okay. Oh, okay. They didn't think that was weird that the pharaoh 
Do they think he's a kid? Do they? Uh, at, you don't question royalty is what you it comes what? down to. Fair. Right? That is a fair response. All right, continue. At one point, uh, <laughs> baby, <laughs> baby Bobber, he looked at him wrong and he just, he got his Anubis servant to cut off his head. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now you might be asking what an Anubis servant is. It's just a very, very yoked dude wearing an Anubis helmet. Okay. Okay. So there to cut off heads of just the, the third, if you will, walks around with like ten Anubis, like it's it's like a posse, right? Hmm. And they just follow him around, and you don't want to look at him wrong. Okay. Anyway, makes sense. Sounds standard. There, there comes an issue with the construction. Okay. Flame drawn and blue bucket. What was it? Baby bopper? I'm not really sure. The other one died. Okay. Blue bucket is now blue the new bucket. supervisor. Okay. Flame drawn, blue bucket. They go out and they're like overseeing. They're like, what's the problem? You know, of course, like all these like Egyptian, like, uh, con- like head construction people are out here like whipping like all these poor construction workers. But flame drawn and blue bucket turn the other cheek if you or turn the other eye or whatever. <laughs> so they go up <laughs> and they uh they are looking around the pyramid. They're like, what's the problem? What's the problem? One of the drivers, if you will, he's like, Listen, over here we got this problem. These two guys found this animal and they are they, they're trying to catch it, okay, with like a net. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, flame drawn, blue buckets. They're like, okay, well, I guess we'll come and help. I don't know what else we're going to do. We got to get this thing moving. Otherwise, the Anubis dudes are going to cover off our heads. Okay. Yep. So they go up and they see this creature that none of them had ever seen before. Okay. Can you describe it for me? Uh, You know, relatively small, um, two eyes, one nose. Jet black and at least like four heads. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, its at heads. Like four? Like they can't really tell? Uh, all of them had really bad vision, though. <laughs> Hard to really tell. How much time do I have? You can see it's up on the corner. You got 341. Oh, God. Okay. Remember, um, you just have to get halfway there. Exactly. <laughs> God have mercy on Gorb. So, you know, all their vision's very blurry, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Corrective lenses weren't invented yet. They were not, okay? And the pyramids actually, they had failed the construction like 10 times at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Because the pyramids just kept slanting and falling over. Now, what? <laughs> because they can't see straight. <laughs> okay, they get like four giant bricks up, and then it falls to the sky- side and squishes like a hundred people. Okay, they've all got a, a most of the construction crew has a little blue bit of buckets. You like, yeah, that looks right to me. I mean, it, are there two of them? <laughs> and <laughs> flame drawn's like, yeah, fine, okay. And then it falls over. Okay. Anyway, back to the. That's a flashback. Now back to the back to the present time. This creature keeps saying something over and over and over. 
It sounds like it's saying like me now or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like me now, me now. And they're like, whose turn is it? <laughs> okay. So Flame Drawn grabs, he's like, I'm going to get my best net. Okay. This net is handcrafted by like Persians. It was like, it was blessed by an oracle. Net makers in the region. Okay. <laughs> uh, 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 you know, it was basically the best net that was ever invented. Okay. Mm -hmm. Goes back, gets it. This animal's still taunting everybody, right? Me now. And uh, Flame John goes, no, me now. Throws his net, catches it. Okay. Mm -hmm. He drags it closer and basically sees that it, it only had one one head the whole time, but he can only tell because he's holding it right up to his face, okay? This thing, <clears throat> turns out it had claws, okay? Totally tears out Flame Drawn's eyes, okay? Honestly, Gone. they weren't doing that much beforehand. So I know, not, right? Not too big like, of a now I'm pretty sure I know how many pyramids there are. <laughs> Flame Drawn's on the, on the floor, covering uh, his eyes, like, oh my god, oh my god. Okay, the yep. animal takes his eyes and eats them. Okay, mm -hmm. and after it eats them, it begins to speak. It uh, you got it you got says, 50, it says something that both flame drawn and blue bucket would never forget for the rest of their lives. Okay, it completely scarred them. They, they, were, the clock, aren't they you? were they were nearsighted, if not capable, somewhat construction engineers before this thing was set. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then this one thing that was said completely toppled their world. Ooh, tell me more with your fifteen seconds. Run it out. <laughs> ever the same again. <laughs> Hamburger flip. Okay, Gorb. Are you I'm, ready? I'm, I'm letting the clock run out on this one. All right. <laughs> That's the flip noise. <laughs> okay. Starting my half of the oh, my half of the flip. Okay. So this uh this this mystical creature, uh, Flametron, this is on the floor, covering his eyes, which are bleeding profusely. Blue Bucket's trying to find some bandages, but also he has quite a bit of myopia as well, so it's quite a struggle. <laughs> um, and the creature looks at both of them and says, hey boys, anybody got a light? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm translating here um, from ancient Egyptian into, into English. Of course. Yeah, as, as, as a standard. And uh blue bucket you know flametron's too busy screaming on the floor <laughs> um, he's really bleeding out like you know medicines it's good in egypt but it's not it's not enough to save flametron right now <laughs> he sounds like a transformer <laughs> yeah no it's just it's not it's not working out um blue bucket though is like light and uh this mysterious creature is like yeah you know like a smoke and they're like, <laughs> Blue Bucket's like, uh, smoke? And uh, I'm just going to start calling it the cat now. 
Um, <laughs> the cat's like that's what it was. Well, hold on. I'm not. I didn't say that. I said I'm going to start calling it the cat. Oh, okay. So the cat is like, where the fuck am I? Who are you guys? <laughs> How do you not know what a cigarette is? <laughs> and then he um, he pulls out this thing, um, and obviously, you know, you would think that he wasn't wearing pants, right? You would think. You would think. But that's just because they're they're black and he's also has black fur. So they kind of just yep. blend in. But they're more of but like he's a, wearing them. He's wearing like a 15th century Turkish sort of like puffy balloon stuff, you know. Oh my gosh, like fancy pants. Oh, he's fancy. Um Oh yeah. And he reaches I mean, in the first thing he asked for was a smoke. I mean, yes, you know. Um he was about to ask for opium, but he didn't want to be too forward with it. <laughs> um Anyway, uh so the cat reaches into his pants and he pulls out this this thing, which yeah. to the Egyptians, really to just blue bucket now. Flametron is like he's lost he's, consciousness. He's, he's he's gone. He's not screaming anymore. He's not um, dead, but he's out. It, there's it's not likely he'll come back. Um so he pulls out this thing. Now, Blue Bucket, we know he's got quite a severe case of myopia. But he can sort of gather that it's like a little metal box, something. Like okay, that. you know, it's Egypt. They know what metal is. They've seen metal. They work with metal. Yeah. So, the the cat pulls it out, seems to open it, and a, and a light comes on, and he closes it again, and he says, "Fuck, I overshot it." <laughs> <laughs> and um, then the cat turns to Blue Bucket, and he's like where's your nearest power generator do you have a charger um like i have an android but like do, what do you guys have like iphones <laughs> here like i mean I'm, it's it's tough and blue bucket's clearly confused and the cat realizes you know things are you know there seems to be a bit of a cultural barrier yeah. um so of course as, barrier. yeah as one does in these situations the cat says take me to your leader <laughs> yeah that's what you do that's what you do yeah um, you got to go straight to management if you want to get. Got to go to the top. Yep. <laughs> so Blue Bucket is like, you know what? He he kicks Flametron to see if he moves. He doesn't. <laughs> and then he's like, "All right, come on, yeah, follow me. I'll take you to Ramsey's, the third." <laughs> um. Yeah. So the cat's like walking around. You Does know, the the cat walks on four legs, right? You know, I would like hard to, to tell how many legs he's really got. I would like to say yes, but because I'm telling this more from a Blue Bucket's perspective, his eyes are just not good enough to be sure. How do they, how do they get to where they need to go? <laughs> There's a rope. He has like a tether. They follow the rope. Yeah, and they're like different textures. Like the one to his house is a different texture. It's, it's like more flat. frayed. Yeah, and the one to the to work is like a wool rope. So yeah, he figured that one has a fray every four paces. Yeah, exactly. Like there's certain knot structures. Um, <laughs> myopia was very common in the ancient worlds. All <laughs> of them. Yep. Anyway, so yeah, the cat, you know, goes. Uh, he he walks, you know, to the palace or wherever Ramses is. And, you know, he's trying to make conversation along the way. And he's like, you guys have Ben and Jerry's yet? And <laughs> Blue Bucket's like, I, I don't, I don't under, I don't comprehend. And he's like, fuck, I could really use a smoke. Anyway, 
but they Blue Bucket understands like yeah, that language. doesn't translate. Yeah, he understands. It just seems it's that just, most of the, it's jargon that he doesn't get. Yeah, it's most of the nouns he's really never really heard of. <laughs> he's heard of like light. What is this android and Ben and Jerry? Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, anyway, I gotta speed this up a bit. <laughs> they walk to the palace. They go in. The cat sees the Anubis guards, and it's you know cats doing what cats do, and he's like, "Oh fuck, those are some big fucking dogs, eh?" <laughs> I and, don't like those. And Blue Buck is like, "Where?" And then you know, it's the cat has kind of realized that there's something off with his eyes, so he kind of just like, "Never mind, just hurry up, take me to leave." <laughs> so the cat is, you know, he walks behind this, like, sort of, inside the palace, there's this inner chamber door. It's, like, huge red velvet, you know, sort of curtain pulled together, and they walk through it. And, you know, there's the Anubis guards on both sides of this long red carpet hallway, and at the end is Ramses Third. And Blue Bucket says to Ramses, he's like, uh, my my uh, my lord or whatever he's like we found this mysterious being buried in the sands uh, near the pyramid we are constructing um he requests to speak with you he's inquiring about things strange mystical things <laughs> which i have no knowledge such as ben and jerry opium <laughs> cigarettes <laughs> pre-rolls anyway um <laughs> So the cat goes Where's up. your nearest vape shop? Where's your nearest vape shop? He says he has an Android and he wonders if you have anything besides an iPhone charger. <laughs> he speaks vague and great mysteries. And the cat's like, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Bucket. That'll do. Um, and he walks up to Ramses. Yeah. Now, Ramses, as you know, you know, he's short in stature. Yeah. I don't know if you figured this out yet, but our cat is also short in stature. Yes looking somewhat like an actual cat. Yeah. Um, but Ramses the third always wears the veil. So the cat's like, hey, Bucket, this guy's pretty fucking short. And, you know, everybody in the room gasps. Even the Anubis guards gasp. <laughs> and Ramses stands up to his towering full height. Of two foot eight. Two foot eight inches. <laughs> you know. And... He's like, you know, he's his voice is bellowing. And what does he the say? Cat, he's about to scream, Ramses. And the cat looks at Ramses the third and he says, Is that fucking you, Jerry? Take off that mask. Let me see your face. <laughs> and and obviously Ramses is like, you know, he can't, you know, he's like, No, I am, you know, Ramses the third, great king of Egypt. It's definitely not supposed to be Blue Bucket's brother. Um, it's definitely not supposed to be Flametron. I didn't take his place. Anyway, <laughs> and cast the spell of myopia over the village. Anyway, um, that definitely would that wouldn't happen. <laughs> I must speak with this mystical beast in private. That's what it does. They go to the back room, and you know, obviously, I'm you want to summarize this conversation a bit, and it's like, Jerry, what the fuck are you doing here? You're not supposed <laughs> to fucking interfere with it at this point. In fact. <laughs> I was coming back to get you, but you were supposed to be, you know, at Sparta, at that 300 thing. That was really important. 
And he's like, I, I don't know. Like, you know, I finished that. You got up. a little caught up. I, I'm like, it's done. I'm bored. I don't get paid enough. Like, <laughs> Terry's a boss. Terry, the boss, is a bitch. I just wanted to have some fun. It's like, you're fucking up the timeline, Jerry. Anyway, <laughs> it's like, I'm going to take you back out of here. We got to go. Fuck, this is throwing off my whole. I had a vacation planned, you asshole. We <laughs> have to have a talk with management after this. this is fucking piece of shit. And and obviously the cat slaps Jerry. Yep. And he's like, oh, come on, Dave. Don't be like that. And the cat's like, shut the fuck up, Jerry. And <laughs> basically, I'm going to summarize this here in the last minute here. Yep. Jerry and Dave are just two, your average mole people. Yeah. Um, and Jerry created kind of a bit of a fuck up. I mean, mole people magic is pretty good. You can cause yep. a lot of things like limited eyes in the village. Or, you know, kill Flametron and his brother, you know. But yep. you can't wipe out the memory of a very mysterious creature from a whole population. It's just not going to work. No. But luckily, the myopia thing helped quite a bit. So the mole people just went down to their underground laboratory. You know, Dave called it up on himself and was like, listen, we need this here. Bring it here in like two hours. And yeah, they just brought a cat. So <laughs> cats are kind of just like a... a a makeup cover up for one of the mole people's many fuck ups um, when managing the timeline. And yeah, actually, it was supposed to be Flametron. You know, um, unfortunately, he's dead. So it went to Ramsey the Third after this. Yeah, God. <laughs> I, I that was that was phenomenal, Gore. <laughs> okay, are you ready for your prompt? Oh, hold on, hold on. You gotta go back to back. <laughs> oh, here we go. Are you ready for your prompt? Give it to me. All right. Your prompt is When did you never see it coming? Go. Oh. When did I? Never when did when, it? It could be whatever you you want, Gorb. That's fair. It's just like the cat prompt. Um, <laughs> when did you never see it coming? Mm-hmm. Was the title <laughs> <laughs> of a short play? Yes. Yeah, as one does. Written by the Briggerdale Navy School Theater Club. For delinquents. Um, What's the acronym for that? Foxies. It doesn't have. It doesn't line up. Um, it's a French thing. It's a, all of yeah. that is in French. And if it, you translate, it translates. French, it's Foxies. Yeah, you know, with an X, because there's a lot of French words that start with X. Obviously, so many, so, so many. many, like xylophone. Anyway, um, <laughs> xylophone. Foxies. Uh, yes. play. It's a group of kids, you know. It's and the play is called. When did you never see it coming? <laughs> when did you never see it coming? Yep, Foxies, and it, it's a, it's sort of a club, you know. They founded um, these kids at the local French Navy school in Paris, and the, oh god, I'm butchering <laughs> this. In like the uh, the late 1600s. Um, yeah. Oh, the late 1600s. Yeah, shortly after the Father Tiesto craze um, of the <laughs> early, the late 1500s. Um, is it is it a is it a tragedy or a comedy? So, 
Well, where we're meeting these characters, they're just writing the play as of right now. Oh, so it's not finished yet. Yeah, no, it's not finished yet. It's a work in progress. In fact, it's been a work in progress for several generations. It's sort of like a rite of passage. Oh my god. It's like passed down throughout the Navy school. Every every new class, you know, they make But it's it. never they, performed or finished. Never, never finished. It's never finished. So it must be very long, or is it just revised? It's revised a lot. It's still pretty long, you know. There's like the same beats are yeah, there. Yeah, there's like there's like six acts, you know. <laughs> it's not too long, but there's a just lot of six. Yeah, it's usually five. Which or for three. several generations is actually pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, they're very they're very choosy. But they're like, there's a lot of taken out of adverbs. That's like the first thing each new group <laughs> does. They're like, yeah, we got us. It's too many adverbs. Um, anyway, don't need that many quicklies. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's just it's 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 poor Which, writing. Ironically enough, quickly is a French word that starts with X. It is. Yeah, it's part of the uh, name. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Anyway, um, so we're, we're, we got our, our group, a group of kids, are really young men, actually, because it's 1600. Yeah. Kids don't go to school. Yeah. <laughs> they're either working on the farm or, or they're probably dead. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's... Or France. they're working on this play. Exactly, yeah. But these are young men, you know, they just joined the Navy. They're like 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, a, there's I'm going to introduce you to a... a a couple of uh of the cast members here that are, are writers of the play yeah you know so the oldest one who's been with the script for the longest two years as of now because it's usually about two years you're in this section of the naval school in paris yeah his name is jerry but it's it's spelled with an jerry sherry yeah with, but with an x there's like a lot of x's in the name yeah um, it's like every jerry. other letter yeah, Sherry. People who make their usernames with X's online are really just copying the French. Exactly. I mean, they have like, you know, you see the X's at the end of words and you read it and you're like, it, that shouldn't sound, why do you need an X there? I'm not going to shit on the French language anymore. But Listen. <laughs> listen. <laughs> Spanish and Italian sound relatively the same. Why you got to be so different, France? Anyway, <laughs> I'm detracting from the story. <laughs> Sherry, he's working on the script. You got the other guy, Dave again. Not the same Dave as the cat. It's a different Dave. Different Dave. It's spelled human, with an X. Human Dave is his name. <laughs> human Dave from France. And then there's um there's Barry. And Gaston. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so those four guys, Sherry, Barry, Gaston, and Human Dave. They're all yeah. there working on the script. It's late. They're staying late after Navy class. You know, working by the candle. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You know, lucky, like, um, Barry just came back from a, a wonderful whaling expedition, so they've got enough... Uh, they got know, lots of blubber. Yeah, they got enough blubber to like, have some long, hard nights working on the script. <laughs> and, you know... They're working, you know, they're doing their usually revisions, but because it's more of a tradition at this school, it's more so like, let's just hang out and drink, and then maybe... Yeah. It's know. like a dead poet society. Yeah, exactly. Like, maybe at the end of the night we'll strike out one quickly from the script, you know? Yeah. Sometimes other groups just... Yeah, there are a lot. There's adverbs. still a bunch left. Yeah, we sometimes people add adverbs just so that they can take them out later. Just keeps the, keeps the fun going. Yeah. And Gaston is like, 
hey, you guys mind if I like uh, Uber X some baguettes right now? Like I'm, you know, I could get some, order some uh, DoorDash for some baguettes. They had that back in Paris. It was, it was a different. Those names thing. were not original when the apps came out of the modern. No, no, century. yeah, it was. It was just in French. Uh, it was. It was horsemen. Like, yeah, it was more X's. And then How did it, they get their attention? Were they just? So you had, yeah, so, you had to shout really loud in town. That's exactly how they did it. Yeah, you kind of would just open up your window and scream baguette, and somebody would, you know, if they had a baguette, they'd run over and you'd give them some money. That's yeah, how it worked. No, I've really <laughs> just been laying down the scene here for you. Um, lots of world building. <laughs> lots of lore going into this one. So you know, Gaston, he just opens up the window, screams baguette. You know. Yeah, and the little little popper boy runs over and you know he's like, "Here you go, sir." He's like, "Thank you," and tosses him a pence or whatever. Ten francs. Yeah, you know that sounds like a lot. I don't think it should be that much. <laughs> it's good baguette though. They're bringing out the good. Well, that's stuff. what Sherry said. He's like, "How much are you giving him, Gaston?" Like, it's not worth that much. <laughs> and Human Dave chimes in, and he's like, "And like, shut up, Human Dave." Um, <laughs> so. They go back to working on the script, and Human Dave, he's a bit slow. Yeah. And when I say, but a he bit, is a human. Yeah, he's human. When I say a bit, I don't mean a bit. I mean like he's really like you're being polite. I'm being quite polite. Like you're being is, generous. Like if some people aren't playing with a full deck of cards, Human Dave, I don't think he even has like he's, he's, he's just got, got like a joker. Half, he's got like half. A two of clubs at this point like it's it's pretty bad he's got a Yu-Gi-Oh card yeah um but his dad is like an admiral in the french navy so he yeah got him. he's you know he's he's mostly non he's actually entirely non-verbal who am i kidding um <laughs> he he doesn't really you know he participates as much as he can yeah human dave um and and honestly they don't call he- him human dave to make fun of him that's actually his legal name Human I assume he named himself at a certain point. No, Except he's not verbal. No, I mean, honestly, rumors are that the dad isn't that quite all there either. <laughs> but, you know, they've never His met dad him. was also an admiral. <laughs> yeah. The admiral's also, you know, there's a reason that war went on for a hundred years with England. Um, anyway. Crash the boat into theirs. <laughs> Yeah, I really got to speed this up. So ah, we rolled evens again. Exactly. Yeah. Human Dave, you know. So he, they got their baguette. They got the baguettes, you know. Sherry's pissed because Gaston threw away 10 pence. You know, Human Dave's sort of eating in the corner. And, you know, Barry, like, sort of tears up some bread and sort of puts it in his mouth so he can have something. Yeah. To they order some ale, you know. And it's 1600. You know, nobody even asked the question whether human Dave should be drinking hard liquor. They just give it to him. Yep. <laughs> you know, so they're drinking, working on the script. When all of a sudden, something unexpected happens. Mm. Do you want to know what that something unexpected was, Zorb? I would love to know. Human Dave, for the first time, at least the first time any of them have known him. Maybe possibly even the first time in his life. Spoke. Oh. Do you want to know what he said, Zorb? <laughs> Did it completely change the lives of all of the people involved? Not completely, 
But like, like after this, there was a, a bit of shock and astonishment. Oh wow! It was quite, quite, quite laborious. You know, they they of, didn't see it coming. They did not. Do you know what? I'll, I'll tell you what he said if you give me a chance here. I you have all the chance, Corb. <laughs> Human Dave, you know he he spit up a bit of bread and ale. Blah. Yeah, he picked up a pen, which is is hard because usually he can't pick up things too good. Um, yep. And he started drawing, and he was drawing this beautiful scenic mountain landscape, not even looking at the paper, and he looked directly into Sherry's eyes, and he said, "What he said was." To see a world in a grain of sand and heaven in a wildflower. To hold a, eternity in the palm of your hand and infinity in an hour. A red-breast robin in its cage throws all of heaven in a rage. A dove house filled with doves and pigeons makes hell tremble within all its regions. A starved dog upon the master's gate predicts the ruin of the state. A horse misused upon the road makes heaven cry out for human blood. The cry from the haunted hair makes the brain's fibers tear. <laughs> Game cock. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. You're going to have to finish it up. <laughs> 11 and, 11 and then he seconds. says, the end. <laughs> and they're like, did he just recite the entire last page of the play? And they said, yes, that was it word for word. He wasn't even looking at it at all. And Barry takes a rip out of his baguette and he's like, I need to eat something. I feel un unwell. My low blood sugar. <laughs> and then uh, Barry and Gaston and some other guy. <laughs> What's his name? Gary and Human Dave. <laughs> Okay, uh, Barry, Gary, and Gaston, they they all start to kind of like, they're just in shock. You know, their draw their jaws are on the floor. What's Human and Dave then, doing now? Is he is he Human Dave? Puts his hands on his lap and starts to go blank eyed, almost like something is happening, and then almost as if he's fighting against himself, he tries forward one hand while one other hand is holding his arm back from grabbing the pencil. But his right arm overpowers his left arm and he manages to just scribble, move the script. Ooh. Gaston's like, uh, uh, should we move it? And then Human Dave starts to twitch his eyes are twitching, and then blood starts to come out of his eyes. And then Barry's like, yeah, I guess we should probably move the script. So they pick it up, and they move it to the other side of the room, and they notice that his eye blood starts to suck back up into his head. Okay? Ooh. And he's able to get a little bit more control of the pencil, and he writes even further, of course, with various X's all throughout that. And then... <laughs> Gaston says, Baguette! He shouts it out the door and the, the popper boy on his horse comes by and Gaston throws the popper boy off the horse 
grabs the horse, grabs the script, and just bolts down the down the village. Okay. Mm-hmm. Human Dave begins to speak again, and he goes, "Oh my God! For the first time since that day, I'm able to speak." Ooh. And Barry and Gary are like, what? What? <laughs> Human Dave, what? what is wrong with you? And Human Dave goes, do you remember the last thing I said? And they're like, no, you never said anything. He's like, well, I guess that would actually be my dad. And they're like, okay. <laughs> he goes to my dad when I was four. I said, Human, Dave. And then I never spoke again. They're like, okay, <laughs> what does this mean? How can you talk? And he's like, listen, I'll save that for another day. But right now, what you need to do is make sure that script never comes back into Paris. <laughs> and they're like, uh, okay, why? And he's like, listen, the British... They put a curse on that script. Anyone remotely intelligent within its vicinity immediately becomes stupid. And then Barry and Gary are like, what does that say about us? <laughs> so they they uh, they immediately bring human Dave to Is like Is that his real a, name or do another he room? He's like what what else like they're like what else do you need us to do now like what do we do and he says listen you gary go find gaston and tell him to burn the script you barry come with me and we are going to get my revenge and then barry says should I just call you Human Dave? What do I call? He's like, I'm used to it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. So they hop on the back of another a horse that's nearby. They it's like Grand Theft Auto. Okay, they just push them <laughs> off. Okay, they both hop on. It's okay. Yeah. And uh, Human Dave somehow perfectly commanding and riding a horse. Okay. Barry's like, How are you able to do this? He's like, Listen. How much the script Marvel. makes you more incomprehensible is inversely related to how intelligent you actually are, okay? My dad was a genius naval commander about to take out the entirety of the British Navy when all of a sudden a certain script landed in his lap. Mm. The title being when you didn't see this coming or whatever it was. When did you never see it come? I don't remember what it was. That's good enough. We can it landed in his lap and if you open up the script, all it says is quickly, 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 quickly. So many adverbs. And then the very end is a magical poem that I thus recited because I had one last stitch effort. Listen, I spent 29 years in a torture chamber within my own mind with only myself to speak to. And I was able to finally try one last thing. And that was memorizing and reciting that final poem. Turns out the magic could not prevent me from saying the words of its own spell. 
And Barry's like, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> and Human David's like, now I understand why the spell didn't affect you, Barry. Hey! <laughs> and then finally, Barry, after like an hour of horse riding, is like, where are we going? Where are we going? He's like, we're going to the port so we can go to London. Ooh. Okay? A week goes by. Neither of them speak much to each other. Okay? Finally, they they arrive in London, England. Human Dave and Barry. And they show up at a castle that's in London that's definitely there. <clears throat> yeah, and they see the English King's Palace. Ooh, what's the English King at this time? What's his name? Um, King Frenry the the Frith. Frenry the Fifth. King Friend Kring 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 Friendly. Okay, Kring Friendly the Fifth. The Frith. Kring Friendly the Frith. Okay. Okay. Right. He's a very short king. <laughs> Okay. Oh, about the stature of... About two foot eight. <laughs> They're very consistent in height, those kings. Anyway. And a uh, human Dave, you know, he, he goes, listen, I could recollect memories from age two. Okay? I was a genius as a child. Followed, stuck to my father, the genius admiral's hip at all times. I spoke four languages by age three. But then... Age four, I started to become Human Dave, as you know him. Human Dave. <laughs> and Barry's like, okay, why are we here again? And he goes, listen, the person who created this spell is definitely not human. I don't know what he is, but I could see fur under his clothes <laughs> when he cast this spell on my father. And I am going to get my revenge upon this man. They sneak in. Manage to weasel their way. Up through the the servants' chambers at the bottom of the castle. Did they, did they pass any guards dressed in big dog costumes? The, they, the, do, the guards were actual dogs. Oh, oh. Improvements have been made. Two minutes and <laughs> 15 seconds left. <laughs> <laughs> And they go up. Wait, did you say 15 seconds? Two minutes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they go up. And they sneak past the dogs. You know how they sneak past the dogs, Gorb? How do they do it? No one can resist the most expensive French baguettes. <laughs> Gaston coming in. That 10 pence was worth it. Exactly. They finally get to the king's chambers. They open the door. And what do they see? They see not a human being sleeping in the bed. It oh. looks somewhat like a rat or a shrew. Slightly larger, maybe but around two foot eight. <laughs> a mole. <laughs> the mole starts to stir in its bed. <sighs> I need the right charger. <laughs> like, what is he saying? Human Dave's like, even my genius brain cannot comprehend those words. They start to go over. And the mole wakes up. And he says, who who goes there? Who's who, who's rattling my chamber door? 
such a nice stuff. Did you guys take my charger? <laughs> I was having a nightmare about low battery. Human Dave goes, I don't know what that means, but you've had this coming. And he brandishes a knife. And he starts to bring it closer and closer and closer. But then the mole person reaches to his side and picks up his cell phone and clicks pause. And Human Dave is frozen where he stands. And the mole says, I bet when you didn't watch, when you didn't see that coming. Oh, God. Good job, everybody. Play us out. Play us out. <laughs>